Hey folks, it's Seb here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we get started, I would just like to acknowledge that this podcast is created, recorded, and distributed on the land of the Kulin Nations, and I pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Thanks, y'all. Hope you enjoy the show. Before we get started, I just want to give a quick content warning for disordered eating, sexual assault, and catcalling in the following podcast episode. Please listen at your own safety and comfort. Hello everyone, welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast dedicated to providing educational content on a range of different social issues. Each week I'll be joined by a special guest to discuss that week's issue as well as provide handy tips for living on res. This week we're discussing what it's like to be a fat person in a fat phobic society and navigating complex and oftentimes harmful ideas, uh, ideals surrounding body and appearance. I'm Sebastian, one of the academic RAs at Giacomos and today I'm joined by Gina. Uh, please feel free to introduce yourself. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Gina and I am one of the major events RAs at Briggs and I'm also one of the Central Diversity and Inclusion RAs. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I guess let's dive right into it. How do you define fat phobia? Okay, so um, well, fat phobia in itself is, I'd say it's very complex and it obviously like encompasses a lot of different issues but for me I would describe it as being any form of discrimination disgust or dislike whether it be explicit or not of people who are considered bigger than whatever someone may subjectively consider normal yeah Yeah, so that's how I would describe it it's very Mm. broad but I I think that's what's appropriate yeah but definitely I um, I agree it's kind of like relevant to the society and kind of Mm -hmm. the ideals within our society, our society as well. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. definitely something that's, um, I would say, subjective as well, because obviously the idea of what is and isn't fat is kind of different according to what you personally believe, what you have experienced, what you're taught, that kind of stuff. So, mm. yeah, I think that's a very big part of it as well. Definitely. Um, is the word fat a term that you identify with or do you opt for other terms like, for example, I've seen like a person of size, stuff like that? Um, well, I personally do identify with the term fat, but um, a lot of the time I find myself using the word big, like I call myself mm. like a big gal, mm. just to make my friends less uncomfortable, Okay, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To kind of like diffuse the tension or something? Yeah. If there's... Okay. So like, I feel like whenever I just like say that I'm fat, it comes like, it comes across as like, perhaps I'm like being self-hating, but like mm. anyone who knows me that I do not have. Like, I do not hate myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, the love I have for myself is endless. So, like, mm. um, and it's just, like, I've seen in a lot of different cases, people call themselves fat as, like, a bad thing. So, it's, mm. like, you'll see someone eat, like, one burger or, like, three chips, and they'll be, like, oh, my God, I'm so fat. Mm. And then, like, I don't know. I just, I don't use it in that context. But, obviously, since that's kind of what is normal i guess like that's how it's generally used um i find myself trying to avoid using it with people who might misunderstand what i'm trying to say yeah definitely i Mm. i feel like there's a lot of i guess stigma or like a lot of yeah um there's a lot of like weight if if you i guess button the button like weight (laughs) like attached to the um to the word that's um 
that has a lot of like negative connotations yeah, to it, even if sure. it's not inherently a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I've definitely experienced like I I feel like I know so many thin white girls who like literally like as you said like eat right eat like three chips and like I'm like oh my god I'm so fat I'm so yeah. disgusting I'm so all of the and it often kind of unravels into all of this like. These like negative connotations of yeah. the stereotypes of like all the self hatred kind of yeah. Thing. But I don't hate myself. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Thanks. Yeah. Um. So you are also a Korean woman. Yes, I yes. am. Um. What has your experience been like navigating, um, I guess fat phobia as per- uh, particularly as a Korean woman. So for me, I grew up in Korea. Lived there for. A whole year of my life <laughs> and then I moved to New Zealand and I grew up predominantly in New Zealand and oh, I'm here now okay yeah so that's um kind of my a little background about me mm. and so I would go back to Korea to visit family every like two three years yeah yeah so I would see my like relatives then as well and um I would say Asian cultures as a whole are quite family members can be quite blunt in the way mm. that they speak to people and um especially when you don't see them for a while they like have to comment about everything that's happening in your life so Mm. they'll like be very blunt about like if i've gained weight if i look better if i don't look like you know just like things like that so um yeah i always found that any negative comments about me would be weight related Mm. so like i remember like as far as i can remember I can remember it's like I think my first ever comment that I got about my weight was when I was like seven or eight years old so like still kind of like in my little my my baby fat stages (laughs) so like I didn't like yeah it's a bit sad like now that I'm thinking about now that I'm thinking about it as a 20 year old but like to kind of think that a seven or an eight year old gets told that they're like fat and not and that's apparently not a good thing. Mm. Yeah. And I remember like taking photos with my cousins and I wore this white shirt that wasn't loose. So it just kind of like fit me. Like now that I look at it, I think it fit me fine. But back mm. then I thought it was so tight on me and I was like so miserable the whole photo shoot. Cause I thought uh. I looked really fat and like, but now that I'm more like comfortable with myself, mm. like I look at those photos and I'm like, I was genuinely just, an eight-year-old girl yeah like, like what would you <laughs> expect an eight-year-old to do yeah so yeah it makes me a little bit teary like thinking about it Definitely. and like how upset i was back then but like it's honestly yeah it's like it's definitely not something that i think of myself but i was just always told that mm. being fat is bad yeah so yeah it's hard mm. so yeah it, um it's been it's been quite the journey of self-acceptance yeah yeah but i mean i think i'm like kind of there yeah (laughs) finding my way yeah i'm i still definitely am like on the way to Mm. loving myself more even though i do love myself um but yeah it's definitely not easy yeah Yeah. um definitely especially like that's a lot to put on like a seven (laughs) or eight year old eight year old um and it's kind of it's tough like I feel like um like I guess this kind of applies to like different marginalized identities but especially in this context like thin people don't really have that experience of from like a very young age being told 
kind of being alienated mm-hmm. for something that's just it just is what it is you know yeah. um yeah yeah and just kind of adding to that as well um so on my dad's side i'm one of three granddaughters mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and um so i'm the youngest one and the other two cousins their other two female cousins they're older than me but they're like from the same uncle mm-hmm. so yeah they um so one of them is quite thin and one of them was a bit chubbier like she from a young age she used to play lots of sports so she like ate a lot mm. and then she would like exercise a lot she, so she was like healthy but i remember my grandma always talking about how um the kind of the chubbier cousin how she was like too fat for her age uh. and like even though she always out ate really well was always moving around. And then the other cousin, the one who was skinnier, she ate like, she did not eat well. She mm. All she ate was like snacks, lollies, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, but she didn't gain weight because that was her physique and that's yeah. how she was. And I just remember just like hearing that and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, it yeah. doesn't, yeah, that doesn't really... It's not like, a very healthy standard to set for someone who was who was as young as I was. Yeah. At that time. Definitely. Um, I think, um, because I mean I'm a big fan of Lizzo. Oh um, hell yeah! Yes, I love her. <laughs> but I I definitely see all the like discourse online and mm-hmm. social media about her, and it's so weird because she is, I think one of probably the fittest artists mm-hmm. at, like there. She's like. The energy she has. The energy, yes. It's so hype. It's so, like, the choreography. I went to see her at, like, FOMO um, back in January. (gasps) It was amazing. I wanted Um, to see her so bad, but I'm a poor student. (laughs) Yeah, it's so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was... It was, like, incredible. And, Mm -hmm. like, her and all of her dancers just, like, knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. Did, like, more choreo. Did absolutely than any of the other artists at, like, Mm -hmm. FOMO. And it was... But she still gets, she's like one of the, because she's fat, she gets all of this, you know, all of these like comments online um, about how she's, you know, all of those like tropes of like being lazy or being yeah. unfit, unhealthy kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And it's just, so it's like such a shallow, inaccurate um, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And even if she wasn't doing... Uh, if she, even if she didn't have that all that energy, it would be, it would still be kind of it would still have like kind of yeah. underlying fat phobia kind of for sure yeah like whenever any comments arise about a fat person being lazy or whatever, I, there's always I feel like there's just this need to defend them and like be like oh no they're not lazy oh they're not unhealthy mm. like you like there's this like like. I don't know. One thing that I've kind of experienced is the need to justify myself Mm. and like needing to justify my like lifestyle habits and all that kind of stuff to strangers who mean nothing to me, Mm. (laughs) which is a bit, yeah, it's a, it's really, um, it's really quite, it's not something that anyone should ever have to do Mm. having to justify who you are and why you are the way you are. Yeah. Yeah. And having to kind of, yeah, justify that you can take up space mm-hmm. in society and kind of not have to fight for that. Yeah, yeah, for definitely. Sure. Um, is that something um, that you think you experience online or in person or both? Uh, well, for me as a person, I feel like 
um, I am quite, I don't know, I feel like the way that I present myself is quite confident. So I've never personally had people attack me directly mm-hmm. for being fat or whatever. But that's another thing that's kind of funny in itself. Like, apparently because I'm a fat person, I can't be confident. Mm. This kind of idea. Like, apparently if I'm fat, I have to be ashamed of myself. Yeah. I feel like there's always that. But, um, yeah, I not found myself having to defend my size mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's more the kind of uh, I don't know how to explain it but it's the more kind of um, comments that are less direct mm. with the implications that it's like being fat is a bad thing that I've found myself kind of being a little bit unsure of what to do because it's not directly saying that it's a bad thing, but it's Mm. not also, it's not making me feel good about myself either. So it's kind of hard to (laughs) navigate around that. Yeah, kind of, uh, I think, yeah, as you said before about these like backhand comments, Mm -hmm, like even mm -hmm. if they're not telling you to your face, Mm -hmm. they're still like, just like kind of like casually just like mentioned, oh, this, or like if I have a lot of cake, then I'm going to get like diabetes kind of a thing. It's like this whole like, these kind of like comments that they don't really say directly to you, but kind yeah. of um, like, but you kind of know what they mean. Yeah. Yeah. And you can like, it's definitely a bit of an insight into what they think mm. as well. So it's not, it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. if it comes from like people that you do care about and because they're close to you, it kind of hurts more because mm. you would kind of expect them to know better kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard coming from people that you love and that mm-hmm. you kind of admire. Um, and because I know that it's not really their intentions, but mm-hmm. it's still coming off as this kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, this kind of backhanded kind of, yeah. I don't know. And it's always hard to tell someone that you love that they're hurting you. Mm. Like that's never something that you want to do. You never want to, because I am a very firm believer of intention doesn't erase impact. But mm. even then... I don't want them to feel antagonized for the way that I feel that I'm being impacted. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it can be tough. And I think, um, yeah, I can imagine, like, especially growing up without these kind of, like, coping mechanisms or even, like, mm-hmm. um, ways to kind of deal with it, it can be really confusing and really yeah. tough. Yeah. Because you're kind of, like... Because your family members make these comments to you and you're like, oh, <laughs> what do I do now? Mm. But I, I guess as you grow older, you find what works for you. Mm. And yeah. yeah, I've luckily like figured out what works for me. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Mm. Um, so, what are your thoughts on uh, diet culture? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. So, I am all for diets that really have a focus on better health because mm-hmm. um, with my own personal experience with like dieting as well, I, when I was younger, I would like try and engage in diets that were really kind of like, now that I think about it, it's like ridiculous. Like um, in Korea, dieting is a huge thing. Yeah, It's so big. And um, mm. there's a thing called the Denmark diet, oh. which is like, 
you for breakfast you have like half a grapefruit and some black coffee for lunch oh. you have an egg <laughs> something like that so it's one like, egg yeah, yeah 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 so it's like ridiculous like you're not getting enough calories you're not getting enough yeah. nutrients to help you get through the day and so I would when I was younger I would always kind of be like oh like should I try that but luckily for me my mom kind of never let me oh, <laughs> which good. I'm really grateful for yeah, yeah. because like, obviously, it's not healthy. It's not sustainable. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'm all for healthy dieting and diets that are appropriate to individual needs. Because, mm. um, obviously, there are people who are, like, intolerant towards certain foods. Yeah. There are people who like and dislike different foods. So just finding what works for you and what is healthy, mm. I think, is really important. But I feel like when you hear the word diet there's this kind of implication that it's for like weight loss mm. as opposed to health, health reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that makes me like a little bit sad because yeah. I just, it's not ideal, I guess. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what, I like how else I would word it. Um, yeah. It's yeah. weird kind of seeing this kind of glorification of like, um, like, thin is mm-hmm. healthy kind yeah. of a thing and it's kind of like weight uh weight isn't like this kind of notion that like weight is not just a signifier of your, how healthy you are but mm-hmm. also this kind of like as a result of that how much worth you have as a human mm-hmm. being and how For much sure. value you uh yeah it's that's yeah that's really tough mm-hmm. yeah and like like you said before Weight is apparently not only an indi- so like at the surface level, people always kind of defend weight-related co- comments as being like, "Oh, I'm concerned for their health." Yeah. But it's so much more than that. It's an indication of, like you said, how much they're worth as a person. It's an indication of apparently who that person is and how they live, their lifestyle choices, and everything they're doing wrong with their lives to lead them to be fat, kind of thing. Mm. So it's really not. It's a, it's very toxic. Yeah, <laughs> That's all I have to say. Definitely. Yeah. And I feel like there's kind of this expectation that all of us need to be committed to kind of being thin or committed yeah. to losing weight. Kind yeah. of this, it's, it's like everyone's end goal kind of a thing. For sure. Um, and it's like, I mean, like not everyone has the resources or the money mm-hmm. or the time to do that, you know? Um, especially like if you're like working three jobs or like Mm -hmm. if you have, I don't know if you, yeah. And also like some people just don't want that for themselves and that's completely fine too. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, there are so many like health is such a broad and subjective thing. It's, Mm -hmm. um, it's weird to just kind of narrow it down to like uh, your weight or your appearance or kind of, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, like I keep talking about Korea just because um, no, me as a Korean woman, I just see this a lot, especially yeah. on mainstream media. But uh, a lot like so with the rise of K-pop, mm. there's been a lot of kind of interesting things happening in terms yeah. of Korean kind of beauty standards and all that kind of stuff. So I remember uh, seeing something about how this Korean soccer player he had his like thighs that he got them like um measured to get fitted for pants and Mm. they were like 26 inches i think his thighs were and like the way that the show had 
describe that was, oh, it's thinner than a K-pop, a female K-pop person's waist. So there's this kind of expectation oh, that, that's yeah, so cr- weird. Yeah, yeah. So like, it came up with like two pictures of, um, two Korean, K-pop singers who, whose waists were like. 24 inches 25 inches mm. and so since his thighs were 26 inches obviously that's bigger so like i don't know that became a point of comparison which i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah like in what world does thigh equal waist yeah like, yeah, what? yeah. That's so, yeah so it was very interesting to see that and just the fact that a slim waist is so i don't know it's, it was just really weird kind of seeing that i guess mm, yeah definitely mm um mm. there's like a show i watch crazy ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. um that kind of uh it how do i summarize it like mm-hmm. it's it's a musical comedy that kind of focuses on the harmful ways that we portray love to women and kind of um yeah the whole crazy ex-girlfriend uh that stereotype yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um it's kind of like a critical analysis of that through songs and comedy mm-hmm. um but the creator and main star of it rachel bloom she said that um for like season one in preparation uh i'm not sure if she identifies or identified with being fat at that time but mm-hmm. i think she was definitely a bit larger than thin or kind of mm-hmm. what the what we're used to seeing on mm-hmm. tv that kind of yep, yep. thing and so she, um, she had a conversation with like the producers or something of like should she go on this diet and she was like no i should just like my weight doesn't affect this role mm-hmm. kind of a thing it has nothing to do with it and, and it'll also be um i guess not necessarily that's revolutionary but to just have th- that just her normal body just mm-hmm. exists and yeah. kind of be um portrayed on tv it's just you yeah know, it, yeah it's so important because uh just like like role models like that's such an important thing as well because i mm. remember when I was younger, like in primary school, we would have like book days where you dress up as like a book character. Mm. Like I'm sure lots of people have like had that at their schools as well. But I remember, so as an Asian person who's kind of big as well, mm. like I never felt like I had role models like that. I, to be completely honest, I still don't really think, like there's no one that I can think of off the top of my head mm-hmm. um, who's kind of represented in Western media as a big Asian girl. Like yeah. I can't think of anyone <laughs> apart from myself that, <laughs> yeah, yes, your own representation. I am my own ro- role yes. model, but yeah, like, um, but still, yeah. Mm, so I would always kind of be like, well, do I go with like the fat part of my identity or do I go with the Asian part of my identity? Mm. And so like, I like compartmentalizing yeah, those different, yeah. yeah, all these different things about me. And I, in a way I let that kind of like direct my, like, choices on which character i wanted to dress up as mm. so yeah yeah it's, it's sad <laughs> yeah i can imagine like like all the like thin white kids have mm-hmm. like this plethora of like characters to choose yeah. from and then um yeah i guess um being a korean woman and being mm-hmm. uh, well being a fat korean woman and mm-hmm. kind of um those all of those intersections together it's kind of there were no options for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember dressing up as um, London Tipton from The Sweet Life. Mm. And I was like, yeah, she's Asian. And I was like, I don't know. It kind of, she was a TV show character, but I was like, yeah, surely there's a book. And she's yeah. Asian, which is why I'm her. 
and like I always find myself trying to like have to like justify yeah. <laughs> like dressing up as a certain character. I'm just like, yeah, she's Asian, therefore I relate to her. Yeah. Um and that kind of stuff. Whereas like all my friends will just literally go as any Disney princess. Yeah. Like they have so many choices and I'm like, I have yeah. Mulan and I don't want to be her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love Mulan though. I just want to make that clear. But I just, I just didn't want to dress up as her. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. And you shouldn't have to like settle for like the, the small amount of, yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like, um, having to navigate like authentic representations mm-hmm. of yourself too? Like, I feel like, kind of as you brought up earlier um like oftentimes like fat characters are kind of represented in like tv and film as being self-hating or like Mm -hmm. they have to like want to be thin kind of a Mm -hmm. thing um or they're like there for comedy purposes yeah yeah like they can't be a serious character yeah and yeah so i definitely have kind of experienced that um in that i just like I said before, I am quite a confident person. Mm. And so I could, since I couldn't ever find a fat character who was confident, yeah, it was quite the struggle. And one thing, no, one thing that um, was kind of good for me was Hairspray when the movie came out. Yes, yeah. I love Hairspray. So oh my God. We love Tracy yes. Turnblad. Um, Tracy and Edna. Yes. Yeah. Although Edna's... Um, John Travolta in a fat suit. suit. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, even though it was that, like, Tracy, still, yeah. she is, like, so confident with who she is. Mm. She loves singing. She loves dancing. <laughs> She's me but white, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, like, I had a friend who was also, like, fat, and the two of us, we kind of, like... But... So we both loved Hairspray. Um, mm. And for dress-up day, I kind of let her be Tracy because she was white. She mm. was fat. And I was like, yeah, I'm Asian, so um, I'm not as, like, accurate. I, I'm mm. not as, like, accurately representative of Tracy. Mm. So, yeah, um, I found myself doing things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, so kind of... It's a bit I don't interesting. Know how to describe, yeah. but it's, yeah. It's just, like, things that... Like, even now that I'm talking about it, I'm just like, oh, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. It was, it's a thing in the past that happened that I didn't really think about until now. And I don't know. It's definitely a weird feeling. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because there's, like, you're not, like, morally wrong for dressing up as, like, a white character mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, or even... Um, like a thin character kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's kind of, it's a very but there's that expectation of yeah, you to, yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, it's very interesting. Mm, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Just going back to hairspray because I I love hairspray. Hell um, yeah. But yeah, like I feel like I was trying to think of it before, but I I feel like hairspray is one of the only movies or like forms of media that shows like like the main character is fat, but it's she doesn't she's like the same weight throughout the whole movie she mm-hmm. doesn't try to change that um and she has like supportive people around her mm-hmm. who kind of um and there's like other fat people in it too like her mum even though it's don't travel in a fat yeah, suit yeah. and like um like i mean motor mouth maybell and stuff yeah. and kind of all these kind of positive it's just like fat people existing yeah. and it's it's confident yeah. fat people do exist yes. and like even like with um, Edna, she wait. 
yeah mm, <laughs> so yeah. she's like um she like obviously starts off as a very self-hating never leaves the house because she doesn't want people to see her and then like she leaves and becomes this like very confident woman dances mm, on tv yeah and like that kind of stuff so i think it's like that in itself is very powerful as well just to see mm. like because she had all these like expectations that she wasn't allowed to be fat yeah and seen by people yeah, but and like then, she didn't leave the house for like 10 years or yeah, something. yeah 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 like like a significant amount of time yeah. and yeah um and another thing that was like very that i loved about hairspray was that uh tracy got zach efron <laughs> yes <laughs> very important yeah yeah so i like like always had this idea oh this is really sad but like from a very young age since i was kind of very insecure about my appearance and my size i like like kind of set this expectation for myself that I will never like anyone to save myself the heartbreak. Oh, Cause I, like I had this idea mm. that I will get rejected because I'm fat mm. kind of thing. So like just to see Tracy get like the hot guy in the mm. film, it was really exciting. Cause I don't know. I feel like with a lot of media, you get kind of like non-conventionally attractive men getting the really hot girl, Yeah, but you never really see it the other way around, but mm. then you see it in hairspray. So that yeah. was very exciting for me. Yeah, and it's good to see that and that not be... I mean, obviously, Amber took issue with her because she was mm-hmm. annoying. Um, but like, <laughs> That's just who she is. Yeah, <laughs> it's her personality trait. Um, yeah. But it's... And that's just kind of... It's accepted as the norm. It's mm-hmm. the... Um, yeah, that's really... I didn't think about that, but that's really yeah. great to see. Yeah. Um, is that kind of leaning into that... Um, do you mind if I ask um, what dating is like mm-hmm. for you as a fat woman? And do you find that some people have dating preferences that cater towards thin women? Mm-hmm. So I think the general cons- consensus is that uh, people do generally like thin women. Mm. And um, so I identify as straight. So mm-hmm. a lot of my experiences are with me and guys um and even with dating though I feel like no one ever like has said this to me before but like I set these own expectations for myself that oh since I'm fat they're just gonna stop liking me Mm. so I find myself shutting them out and just like stop seeing them before I can kind of experience that heartbreak yeah yeah so like that kind of goes back to the thing that I told myself when I was younger that I wouldn't ever like anyone to avoid heartbreak kind of thing yeah yeah and i don't know it was it's a very kind of sad form of self-defense i guess Mm. like yeah i have so much love for my my friends and i know that they love me Mm. and like who i am and it's kind of sad that i never let myself feel that way and for romantic relationships Mm. as well and yeah, so like, I am quite the Tinderella. <laughs> yes. I, I love me some dating apps. Yeah. It's so much fun. Um, and like, I always find myself like, like, obviously like you swipe right on the, mo- the more conventionally attractive people. Mm. And I like get shocked when I get a match with someone who I think is like really fit, really like muscly, really conventionally attractive. I'm like, oh, okay. They like me, a fat girl. Like I find myself 
thinking that every time. Yeah. Yeah, like I never like <laughs> I tell everyone about my Tinder adventures. Yes, um, I love that. Honestly, it's, it's so much I could, fun. <laughs> if I could turn this podcast into like a dating podcast, that would be so much fun. <laughs> I can just I, sit here all day reading my Tinder. Yes, honestly. Yeah. Like wait, do you do you know Nicole Bayer? I don't. Oh, well she she's on Nailed It and mm-hmm. she's kind of she's like a comedian um in the US but she has like a dating podcast called Why Won't You Date Me <laughs> and she's she's like a fat black woman who's also quite confident mm-hmm. um and is kind of yeah it's interesting um hearing like she she like read it, read out her Tinder messages and oh stuff <laughs> and it's so I just I love it so much mm-hmm. um but yeah I would so do that if you did that please Honestly, let me know <laughs> I might is there a way I could like weave this into academic <laughs> yeah <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's kind of like a sex education. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. It's so much fun. But yeah, yeah, I um. But even with like that kind of stuff, so like like I said before, I do find myself getting kind of surprised when I do match with more conventionally attractive people, and like this is like my own kind of instilled fat phobia in me. I usually find so when I'm on like a swiping swiping spree of just like not really looking yeah. at their profiles i find myself like looking at a person and if i think they're like fat i do tend to swipe left mm. just this like whole kind of thing instilled in me that fat is unattractive i guess yeah. but like if i let myself kind of have the time to go through their profile and like read their bio and if i find it funny then i swipe right but um yeah like even that within myself is very it's very hypocritical Mm. because i'm scared that people aren't going to like me just because i'm fat but then i do the same so yeah it's um yeah it's very conflicting but i think i've like come to terms with that for the most part Mm. like i just like who i like yeah (laughs) although it's also hard on tinder because it's such like dating apps like i'm on so many dating apps but like (laughs) um it's kind of i feel like it's such an artificial environment anyway where it's it kind of almost not forces, but encourages you to have some of those, reinforce some of those notions yeah, in society. Sure. Like if I met um, people like just in real life kind of a thing, mm-hmm. um, like I've had uh, like, okay. <laughs> so, well, first of all, I, so I identify as gay or queer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like mostly attracted to men. Mm-hmm. Um but I've definitely had like crushes on guys where like, I think they're really attractive and sweet, but like I probably wouldn't swipe right on their dating profile yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, and that's not a criticism of them or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just Tinder is such a so dating app. It's so superficial yeah. and it's kind of like how much you can sell yourself or how yeah. much you can um, fit into this kind of, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. So it's tough. It's yeah, it's, yeah. It's very weird to navigate around, to be honest, because it's like I see people in real life, and they're not necessarily like thin, mm. um, but I'm like, mm, yeah. But yeah. then <laughs> you get to the dating app, and it's like, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> like I only, if you go through all my um, my swipe rights, like they're all like, <laughs> they're all like tall, like kind of muscular men and Mm. i'm just like i don't know i don't know if i'm like attracted to that in like real life you know yeah like am i just like am i looking at this person because i'm like romantically interested in them or am i aesthetically interested in them yeah like what is it yeah i definitely feel like i'm 
you're like in real life i'm my attractions are more i guess uh, in tune with what i actually like mm-hmm. but i feel like on dating apps it's kind of um almost like what i'm conditioned to like yeah, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. that's kind of heightened at least a little bit for sure um yeah it's it's such a weird thing i've never yeah. thought about it but yeah <laughs> We're going to have a podcast coming up yes, about honestly, dating apps. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, I do plan to have, like, create, like, a few other podcasts mm-hmm. just for, like, my own personal things. So I might – I kind of really want to do one about dating. Hell so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's so – like, there's so much to unpack yes. as well. Like, yeah. Oh, honestly. We can, go, we can go into the whole, like, thing of, like, like social status and, like, race mm. and all. Yes. Oh, especially – um. And because I'm like on Grinder as yeah. well, which is mostly predominantly like for hookups. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of, I definitely see the whole thing of like no fats, no femmes kind of a thing. That oh, kind of stereotype, okay. especially within like queer male kind of dating spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of that um, kind of reinforcement yeah. of other, because it's weird because like you think, or like queer people, they kind of, oh, we kind of. No. I, just for- I forgot I'm queer. Uh, <laughs> I do that all the time. I like I forget. Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, who am I? Um, but like, totally. Like, mm. I feel like um, it's like because like, it's like I feel like this is like I don't know. I feel like I might be kind of stepping on your toes, but it's know, like definitely. as like a kind of already marginalized yes. group in society, you would expect them to kind of understand better and not mm. be like that. But I feel like it almost is more intense. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I think it's mm. kind of like as an attempt to kind of, cause as like marginalized people, you were kind of like put down in society and to try and come subvert that, mm-hmm. um, and kind of gain status. Yeah. We, we reinforce a lot of the, societal norms that don't apply to us that we that we kind of that we have privilege in yeah 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 yeah, it's this weird thing it kind of like goes from antagonizing a certain group of people to almost demonizing them yeah like you put them like as kind of marginalized members of society we push others down to push ourselves up Mm, kind of thing which is yeah it's not it's not fun (laughs) yeah it's kind of like this pyramid of like Mm. everyone who's on top I mean, I don't know if this applies to like everything, but mm. at least in yeah some of these spaces, yeah, um, like the person who's above you will push you down to try and reach up yeah. to the next level, kind yeah, of a yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> but no, that was, that's really interesting. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, um, have you kind of maybe not really on the flip side, but mm-hmm. I guess as a part of it, have you ever experienced fed fed Mm, I can't speak. <laughs> Have you ever experienced being fetishized for being fat or Korean or both? Um, so with the rise of K-pop uh, has come this like huge thing of, oh, you're Korean, you're so lucky kind of thing. Mm. Um, I've experienced a lot of that. And um, but like not in the, not necessarily in the dating scene, more in like the kind of like friend scene. Like, okay, yeah. So I would have people kind of try and befriend me purely because i'm korean um oh. i personally haven't been fetishized as a fat korean woman but i have i do um 
follow this plus size model on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think her Instagram handle is like beautiful Taylor T. Yeah. So okay. she's, she's a fat Korean woman as well. She is like everything that I want to be. Mm. She's like, she's a big girl. She loves herself. She's Korean. She's like really owning what she has, but she like posts about how she gets fetishized by predominantly white men who are like, mm. Ooh, you're like a, big Asian girl like I've never had that before kind yeah. of thing as if it's some sort of like milestone that they need yeah, to take off which just is kind of like exotic yeah kind yeah of, yeah because yeah. it's like oh you're a rare breed <laughs> like, yeah. I want to I want to tap that but it's yeah. like no <laughs> it's kind of like oh I don't want to like project any but I, I mm. definitely get the feeling of like this kind of like colonial like I need to conquer that kind mm. of a thing it's this weird it's such a bizarre yeah. yeah 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 it's definitely no i definitely agree with what you're like with that sentiment as well because like i feel like back in colonial times a lot of it a lot of the time uh asian women were kind of fetishized because they were like small meek and like very like obedient kind of mm. people but then like nowadays you get less of that and you can kind of see the bigger Asian girls who are really confident mm. and like, I don't know, is it, I, I think it's like some sort of like that meant that kind of like colonial mentality of, Ooh, I want to, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's mine kind of thing. Yeah. I want almost like own or like possession mm, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And like for me to be an Asian gal who is very outspoken and like, I would say that I'm quite confident. I'm very loud and all that mm. kind of stuff. I feel like people almost kind of see me as just like as something fascinating rather than a person. Oh, yeah, because okay. it's like, oh, it's interesting. Like that, it's a, it's a fat Asian girl who is like very loud, yeah. outspoken, confident, loves herself. Like, I want to like get to know more about yeah this idea rather than the person. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like. Like, oh, but she should hate herself yeah, kind of a yeah. thing. So, like, why why doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's this... It's almost like the other end of the dehumanization yeah. of where you're kind of... Yeah, you kind of... Yeah, like, you're, like, under a lens and, like, mm-hmm. oh, let's study this. Why? This is yeah, a phenomenon, yeah. phenomenon kind of... Exactly. It's so weird, yeah. So, yeah, it's very... It's an, mm. My life is very interesting. <laughs> but, yeah. So, during, I guess discussions and discourse of fat phobia mm-hmm. i've witnessed a lot of thin people especially online bring mm-hmm. up thin thin shaming as an equivalent of fat shaming mm-hmm. um what what are your thoughts on this and do you think that the two are comparable okay so i have many thoughts on this <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so like i said before i the schools that i went to were full of people who were like I'd say like middle to upper class white people. Yeah. So they weren't poor in any way. Yeah. They were quite well off. They were all skinny, conventionally attractive, that kind of stuff. And so I was surrounded by quite a few people who would come to me with, well, not really necessarily me sp- specifically, but on their like their Instagrams and stuff. And they'll be like, skinny shaming is like a very real issue. And so mm. I do 100% agree that skinny shaming thin shaming is a thing it definitely exists and it is definitely a problem but the only way that it is comparable to fat shaming is the fact that it's a comment on persons on on someone's appearance in relation to their health Mm. because you'll see that um 
skinny shaming a lot of the time is a comment on a person's health, I mm. reckon. So one of my friends, um, when I first met her, and like back in the day when you would do like like for a truth on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she liked oh my... Oh, my God, that's way back. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. This is like way back oh, in the day. We should so bring that back. Anyway, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, she would be like, like for a truth, um, or like a confession about you. Yeah. And so I posted on a wall being like, um, oh, yeah, like... Um, or it was like a fir- like first impressions, yeah. things like that. So I posted on a wall being like, oh yeah, when I first saw you, like I thought you were so pretty and like I love the fact that you were, you, you were so skinny because to me, skinny is pretty mm. kind of thing. And then her friend messaged me later on being like, oh, it's a bit mean saying that she's really skinny. And I was like, mm. but why? Because I, yeah. to me, I was like, but skinny is a really good thing. Like why, why yeah. is it, why is it mean? And then I later found out that that friend from a very young age, not necessarily very young, I'd say like from like 11, 12 onwards, uh, was kind of the target of a lot of comments about how skinny she was and Uh, how she looked like she was about to break kind of thing. Yeah. So, and then everyone would be like, oh, she's like, oh, she's like anorexic. And then like all this kind of like negative, like discourse about that Mm. kind of stuff. This idea that she had an eating disorder just because she was skinny. And like, obviously at that age as well, like there's a lot of stigma attached to eating disorders and all sorts of mental health problems. Like they're always viewed as bad. So yeah, she struggled with that a lot um, growing up. And like, I didn't know that obviously because I had my own issues that Mm. I dealt with. And um, yeah. But one thing that I did find with her was that I found it really uncomfortable for her to talk to me about the things that she went through in terms of skinny shaming, because I felt like, like we've said before, I feel like the main three things that are associated with being fat is that it's an indication of your health, your character, and your worth. Mm. Whereas I feel like with skinny shaming, a lot of it's just to do with your health. It's not necessarily an indication of how much you're worth because apparently you're still worth a lot mm. if you're skinny um, and you're not considered lazy or anything like that. Mm. Um if you're skinny yeah and like a different friend that i had she also dealt with skinny shaming i think and she but the thing is she was a model oh okay yeah so yeah. she was like very involved in the modeling industry so she's obviously like very thin very long limbs tall yeah very conventionally pretty and she often posted on her instagram being like oh skinny shaming is a real issue like it's almost as bad as fat shaming and i'd be like mm. Mm, yeah so yeah i definitely uh, i see a lot of like um you you guys all um like if if i said this about a fat person yeah it would then it would be a riot but like because i'm a thin person then it's it's okay because yeah yeah yeah. and it's this kind of i don't know i feel like comments on people's weight regardless are kind of usually unnecessary unless Mm -hmm. it's i don't unless it has something to do with it i don't know like skinny shaming is yeah, like you said, it's it's it exists and mm. it it's an issue, but it at its core, it's still kind of a manifestation of fat phobia or the the ideals that fat phobia is built on. Yeah. It's kind of like this this one thin ideal, mm-hmm. um, and then if you're too thin, then you're not sticking to that thin ideal. Yeah. But if you're too fat, and then I feel, feel like there's more shades of that, yeah. then that's then yeah then you're not mm-hmm. sticking to that thin ideal as well um but i feel like 
like from what I've heard from like a lot of like fat activists online, um, fat phobia isn't just like people online just being dickheads and like, mm-hmm. oh, you're blah, blah, blah. It's like there are like um, repercussions, in, particularly in like the medical industry yeah. where like doctors won't like listen to you. And like lots of like fat people have died or like developed um, serious conditions because um, they've just been told they've, they've been ignored by doctors mm-hmm. um, or they've been told, oh, it's because you're fat when it was because of something else or something. It's yeah, kind of yeah. this whole like inaccurate kind of, and there's so many different barriers. I feel that just, I don't know. I, I just don't see the same for thin mm-hmm. people. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Cause like, like I said before, my, with my cousins, um, mm. one of them eats well, eats very healthy, like a balanced meal all the time. She eats a lot, but she exercises a lot, but she's mm. just naturally a bit bigger. Yeah. And then the other cousin eats like absolute crap. Like mm. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen her like eat anything healthy. Yeah. <laughs> like I've seen her maybe eat like one like leaf, <laughs> like maybe in my, in my 20 yeah. years of existence, I've seen her eat one leaf. Yeah. And then she was like, that's enough. That's enough. That's, a, that's, a, that's <laughs> oh, like I'm too much, too yeah, much leaf. Yeah. Exactly. Too much leaf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but like. Her weight is never commented on because she's like slim. She's like the mm. ideal slim. She's not too thin. She's not fat. Therefore, she's apparently healthy. Like mm. <laughs> that is very wrong. Yeah, I know so many thin people like that. Where, mm. um, like, uh, th- like I love them, but like they don't have. I I witnessed them. Like I noticed that they don't have the uh, quote unquote healthiest yeah. um approach to eating or yeah kind of like diet or lifestyle kind of a thing yeah yeah and like just like on the topic of like um fat and health so i have a friend from new zealand she is like so i have oh no i have two friends (laughs) from new zealand (laughs) i have two whole friends from new zealand who are both korean both a bit on the bigger side yeah and all three of us kind of relate because we are all we are all we're three korean gals who are fat yeah and one of them and i we had this like massive long ranty conversation about um this whole idea of um fat indicating health and so last year or the year before she did this 100 day thing where she like exercised like so much like Mm. to a point of burnout last year for 100 days she barely ate so she was miserable Mm. absolutely miserable her mental health was at like a whole new low mm. but she got through the 100 days because people around her kept being like oh you look so good have you lost weight like mm. you look so much better you look you look healthier kind of thing like those kinds of comments and like she felt good at the time but then once those 100 days finished she was like hold up i'm yeah. miserable so she stopped now she's like back to exercising regularly she has a better relationship with food she mm. doesn't hate herself for eating anymore yeah. She doesn't hate herself for providing sustenance to herself. Yeah, for existing. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, things like that. Like, it's just such a twisted, like, kind of ideal, really. Mm. And, like, I remember when I was younger, um, one of my friends, she was, like, violently sick. So she was, like, throwing up every night. So, obviously, she lost a lot of weight from that. And then she came back from being sick and everyone around her is like, Oh my God, you've lost so much weight. You look so good. Yeah. And things like that. And so it's like, like, yeah. Are you like, like, that's like, they were <laughs> sick. They were yeah. literally, yeah. I had like, I've had a family member comment where 
um, like if I've like thrown up or something, they'll be like, oh, at least you'll like lose a bit of weight kind of a thing. As like, like in between like vomiting, I'm like, sure. <laughs> like I'm literally just like puking my guts out. Yeah. And that's like, I know at the time I was like, oh yeah, that, that was like reassuring to me. But looking back now, that's like such a twisted kind of ideal. And that I think really encourages like disordered eating yeah. habits and kind of, uh, yeah. And mm. kind of like, yeah. Linking back with like diets and stuff. It's mm. such uh, like, I, I do kind of feel like a lot of most, if not all diets kind of rely on, unless it's like a condition that like you can't you have to cut out this mm-hmm. a certain food or something. I feel like it's based on this kind of like disordered eating where it's like, you have to, I don't know, like food doesn't really have much relation, much of a relationship with your weight or like yeah. kind of like it, food's just food. It's as you said, to provide sustenance, mm-hmm. to kind of give you energy. Mm. Um, and there's also like lots of like cultural and social aspects of food. It shouldn't be like, okay, I'm going to eat like celery sticks and like lean chicken and like, mm-hmm. you know, cut out ca- like carbs and like, it's such yeah. a, I don't know. It's so like from at least from my perspective it's mm. a very yeah weird and twisted mm. view of how to like that's not healthy no it's not yeah. <laughs> it's in no way healthy and yeah. like um so like because i have very poor gut health mm. um for a while i had to do this like whole like eating routine diet thing where i like went wait like wait back to the basics of like like not much seasoning on my food and like lots of veggies, lots of this, lots of that, Mm. lots of specifications. And, um, like I would tell my friends about it and I'd be like, yeah, it's for my gut health because I have the worst gut health. And Mm. they would be like, Oh my God, wait. And then like on the DL, they'd be like, Oh my God, are you doing it to lose weight? And I'd be like, I mean, uh, no, No? (laughs) I'm trying to like live. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't want to feel like ass every time I eat food. Yeah. I just want to like, feel better when I eat but then Definitely. like like I feel like they didn't really like believe me mm. just because I'm I'm a big girl yeah, like, and then you're like expected to want to yeah fit into the thin ideal exactly yeah so it's a bit yikes yeah definitely <laughs> mm. yeah it's not healthy no um <sighs> yeah so kind of similar to um like thin shaming and fat shaming um, I guess, at least from what I've witnessed, another mm-hmm. instance of this is how some thin activists have kind of co-opted the body positivity movement, um, a movement that was largely started by fat women, and I think fat women of color in particular, mm-hmm. um, to address fat phobia and the underrepresentation of fat people in the media. Um, is this something that you've experienced or witnessed? Um, and what are your thoughts of thin people kind of like co-opting or even like decentering mm-hmm. fat people from a movement that they started. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have, like I said before, I have a lot of thoughts on um, thin activists. And yeah. the model friend that I was talking about before, she used to post a lot on her Instagram about body positivity as a model mm. with like very conventionally pretty everything about herself. Everything about her is by society standards, really good. Yeah. Um, she would always just be like, yeah, embrace body t- positivity. Um, I used to hate the fact that my boobs were small, but I learned to love that about myself. Mm. And if I can do that, you can too. And I was <laughs> Small like, titty representation, yeah. I guess. But... I was just like, oh. <laughs> so 
So yeah, wow. um, a lot of conversation like that happens, I feel, in the thin activist kind of mm. atmosphere. Like they hate one part of their body. Yeah. And they're like, once they get over that, they're like, yeah, that's body positivity. Yeah. I love myself now. And it's like, okay, well, me personally, I'm a fat girl with small tits. If I get over my my the fact that I have small tits, does that mean I'm instantly going to love the rest of myself kind of thing? Mm. And so like I feel like with them, um, they fail to recognize the complexity of being mm. fat because they've obviously not experienced fat shaming mm. and they just think at a surface level it's the same yeah you know so um i really really dislike the fact that they derail a lot of the conversation yeah like it's a conversation that needs to be had but have it by yourself yeah <laughs> like don't derail um conversations about fat shaming and body positivity in the fat community mm. and then make it about thin people yeah because definitely. it's definitely relevant it's definitely important it should not be ignored, but it's mm. not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like thin people have kind of had the floor for a long time mm-hmm. to like body positivity. Um, it's like a pretty like spaces are just now opening up mm-hmm. for um, these conversations about fat shaming and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's definitely, it's, it's weird to see a lot of like thin activists kind of leech off of them and kind of jump on yeah. to kind of broaden broaden up that space to try and fit everybody like you mm-hmm. don't need to fit everybody we can have fat people talking about their experiences with fat shaming without it being catered for everyone because like mm-hmm. thin people are so used to having everything catered towards them yeah now once fat people have kind of um open up their own space it's like well why don't i have that well you've had that this whole time Mm -hmm. kind of a thing um yeah yeah like as a straight person as well i see that a lot of the time with like straight people being like why isn't there like a straight pride parade Mm. why is there only a gay pride parade and it's just like because straight people have had like all those privileges for this whole time and we just (laughs) wow like we've been allowed to marry for like what like mm. the past like 2000 years yeah and then like gay people in australia could only legally marry from like 2017 onwards like late 2017 onwards mm. and you're saying that we apparently need yeah. a pride march like yeah. uh, no and so like i feel like that's kind of what's happening like not to kind of like say that the same thing but like conceptually i think mm. they're similar in that like definitely thin people you've had like this like whole platform the whole world has been like on your side this whole time just Mm. because we're accepting fat people as well it doesn't mean we're not accepting you yeah kind of thing yeah yeah like Like you still have mm. that societal power Mm. and it's um yeah like especially with um the kind of why don't we have like a straight pride thing Mm -hmm. um but i I think this applies um to also this context as well like Mm -hmm. i feel like um it's like so do you want the parade or do you want the parade and the marginalization that comes from yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like the first pride was a riot, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like against um, like anti-like cops and anti-like heteronormativity and all this mm-hmm. kind of like violence towards LGBT plus people. Do you want that as well? Or do you just <laughs> want the flashy parade kind exactly. of thing? Exactly. Like, do you want the violent history and yeah. the, the, the sadness and the trauma that comes with it as yeah, well? Yeah, literally. Or what? Yeah, yeah. And it's like... They, I don't know, like, they just want to, like, 
like you can just like be able to take pride i mean taking pride in being thin is Mm -hmm. a bit weird but like (laughs) you can just like have pride in yourself without trying to um take conversation yeah Yeah, exactly definitely like there's a lot of like stuff like that in the world in terms of like with like social issues as well like um as like the feminists came about men were like but why don't we have a men's Mm. rights whatever and then like white people whenever there's a person of color on tv or like with like the release of like black panther and crazy rich Mm. asians they'd be like oh but if a movie casts all white people then it would be bad kind of thing like Mm. there's a lot of um i feel like thin shaming is a lot of it is like a response to fat shaming rather than an issue on its own Mm. like that's how i view um a lot of like so with um like the whole men's rights women's rights kind of thing like lots of women's rights activists brought up all these issues that women face and then in response to that men were Mm. like well we have these issues too like we want activism as well rather than them bringing them yeah independently yeah it wouldn't exist without the other the first one yeah which was the marginalized ones going forward and exactly kind of um they feed off of that yeah definitely (laughs) and it's like like especially with like women i like fe- feminism i see it a mm. lot of the time like men bringing up like why you know why can't you support men it's like well we- feminism is i don't i don't want to say popular but it's kind of become um accepted by a lot of people mm. because other women supported of it because women supported women men mm. just don't come together and support men the same way mm-hmm. you know the there are lots of like foundations and organizations set up for like men's mental health, but they're just not supported by men. So mm-hmm. at, the, at the root of its issue, it's the privilege not supporting themselves yeah, for exactly. their own. Yeah. Cause and like they, there are still issues, but they're just not. Yeah. yeah. And they expect like the marginalized people to yeah. <laughs> come and support them it's like, when they don't even love themselves. Yeah. Like we have to worry about ourselves. Like I worry about myself. You worry about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Definitely. yeah, it's, um, yeah. I, I'm just never a fan of derailing conversation mm. all in all. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like we can, yeah, kind of as we've said, like we just we can have our own conversation. You can start your own thing over mm. there, you know, um, but just don't detract from exactly. what we're saying. And I feel like, at least for me, like I feel like in terms of like systems of oppression, fat phobia and like fat shaming, is systemic it's kind of mm-hmm. ingrained in our everything we do whereas mm. skinny shaming isn't systemic in the same way it's just kind of as you said it's like a response or like it wouldn't exist mm-hmm. without um f- yeah i yeah, don't know it's like of... the already body og body shamers yeah. <laughs> were fat shamers <laughs> yeah and then they started moving towards like attacking thin people as well yeah. so it's just yeah it's mm. Like they ideally shouldn't exist, but let's just yeah. take like tackle one issue at a time, you know? And also like thin people being told to eat a burger isn't the worst thing in the world. I don't know. Yeah. I mean like burgers it's still but it's like <laughs> Yeah, burgers are like if someone told me to eat a burger I'd be like, Yes, I yeah. love burgers. Please buy it for yeah. me and I'll have it right now. <laughs> let's have like a burger sandwich or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Um mm. Okay, uh, so yeah, you've uh, in preparation for this podcast, we kind of you mentioned the conflicting feelings that come with being a woman who rarely experiences catcalling mm-hmm. because of how people perceive you based on your size. Um, I was just wondering if you could talk a bit about that, 
um, and navigating the complexities of objectification and sexual harassment as a fat woman. Mm -hmm. So this is a very spicy topic that Mm. I myself am still trying to figure out. And um, I think, like, so for me, I've been taught a lot about catcalling from a young age. Like, in health classes, we would talk about how, like, like catcalling is bad, obviously. And, Mm. um, like, it's, like, rude. It's not acceptable behavior, don't do it kind of thing. Mm. Uh, More usually, like, catered towards the boys in the class. Mm. Um, And I've seen lots of stories about it on the internet as well because – throwback to our tumblr days mm. yeah so like i'd see like lots of like stories about um like women getting catcalled even though they're wearing like trackies and a hoodie kind of thing mm. things like that and but one thing that i did notice was that every time i read one of these stories um it would be from if it's like by a woman woman it's usually women who are thin and conventionally attractive mm. so um, like, even though I, like, rationally knew that it was purely just an issue of the cat caller being rude and, like, it's antisocial behavior, like, it's kind mm. of gross. Um, and, like, the cat is feeling like their opinions matter. Like, it's that kind of issue. But in my head, from a, like, as a young person, um, I kind of had, like, twisted it in my head. And I had this impression that cat calling was for physically desirable women. Mm. So that was one thing that I um, kind of had in my head for the longest time. And so, like, I would get... So, like, I'm, like, lucky enough to not have been catcalled too many times in my life. Mm -hmm. But then I hear from, like, my my thin, like, conventionally attractive friends who, like, get catcalled, like, every other week. Mm. And they'll be telling me, like, oh, yeah, like, a tradie, like, whistled at me the other day. Or, like... I was, like, coming out of the library and some guy, like, winked at me or, like, like mm. kind of just, like, things like that and, like, kept staring at me and all that kind of stuff. And I'd be like, oh, why isn't that happening to me? Like, am I too ugly to be catcalled? Mm. Um, like, am I too, like, like, do, like, does... And then that, in my head, kind of led to this whole idea that me being fat made me ugly, which meant I wasn't, like, almost, like, worthy of mm. being catcalled. So, yeah, that was um, one thing that I did struggle with a lot uh, when I was a little bit more insecure about myself. And like my worth as a fat person. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's my personal experiences. And I think, um, like on the flip side, uh, if a fat person does say that they were catcalled or anything like that happened, it's almost less believable. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely seen that too. Mm. Yeah. And like, um, I know that like reporting sexual harassment, obviously that's not, it's already underreported as it is mm. because the victims aren't believed. Mm. But I feel like that's even more so with fat women mm. and fat people in general. Cause it's like, Oh, but you're fat. Like no one wants you kind of, that kind of ideology yeah. kind of like sticks out. And I remember <laughs> watching criminal minds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite shows. Uh, yeah. And oh, maybe it wasn't criminal minds. Maybe it was a different show, but I remember something about um so there was an older fat woman who was sexually assaulted in like hospital yeah by a young man like a young male nurse but then um the whole like issue there was that no one in the hospital believed her because she was old she was Uh, fat therefore she was undesirable why would this young like attractive man want to sexually assault you of all people Mm. that kind of thing um 
was very present. Yeah. And I like in a way like even though um like nothing like that has happened to me because I have been very fortunate enough to not be in a situation like that like the kind of idea behind it kind of resonated with me like oh like what if people don't believe me or like mm. if I'm not taken what if I'm not taken seriously because I'm fat. Yeah. That kind of ideology it's um yeah, I struggled with that for the longest time. Yeah. Mm. I can imagine it's tough because I feel like I mean a lot of the time a lot of the discourse surrounding um like sexual violence in general it's uh very much based on the desirability mm-hmm. of often like not just women can experience it but mm-hmm. usually like in this context yeah. and because it's such a it's a very prevalent thing that yeah. women go through um it's like the frame just like how desirable they were mm-hmm. for the man like if they're wearing something revealing or yeah. if they were you know um if they were asking for it yeah kind of, yeah that kind of idea yeah yeah and it's kind of like men who perpetuate or like act um i guess act out on like sexual violence they mm-hmm. it's at least from what i've heard from a lot of activists is kind of a like an abuse of power kind yeah. of thing and it's to yeah assert the dominance um, yeah. so the patriarchal dominance yeah. in particular um and so yeah but the, the kind of desirability is kind of like a scapegoat mm-hmm. um, for that to kind of justify it. Um, yeah. But I, I can definitely see how um, like dealing with, like growing up as a fat um, woman and kind of uh, having like experiencing your own maybe insecurities or mm-hmm. like um, being told that you're undesirable um, by society it yeah it must be really conflict it mm-hmm. must have been really conflicting to kind of yeah to have that to like see mm-hmm. uh that happen around you and to kind of like yeah mm, like make tough. it about me <laughs> yeah rather than like kind of keeping it as a social issue like me not being catcalled often that's a very like lucky thing for me like mm. i've been lucky enough to grow up um without being harassed basically mm. but then like and so like the, the the feminist in me was like yeah like i'm like super lucky and like i shouldn't be harassed but mm. then like kind of the more insecure side of me is just like oh but like is being harassed a sign of desirability kind mm. of thing so yeah yeah and kind of having that attached to particularly like womanhood and mm-hmm. growing up like i know at least from what I've heard from some like trans women online, mm-hmm. it's they I think also potentially have like a have to like complex like navigate the complexities mm-hmm. of that too with wanting to be uh, have receive validation for being a woman, yeah. but also with catcalling and sexual violence and mm-hmm. kind of that yeah that kind of relationship between the two. It's yeah, difficult. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and cause yeah, like as we've talked about, like our society kind of encourages, encourages these insecurities Mm -hmm. and yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really, it's hard to work. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 It's really hard to like even put into words as well, just because Mm. like 
like if I were to just like like kind of be blatant about it and like mm. I like a part of me wanted to be catcalled like mm. I wanted to be um like harassed in the streets because I thought that was what made me worthy mm. but like if you put it like that it's like oh hold up <laughs> yeah that's yeah. not that, that 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 doesn't seem right mm. and yeah if I like put it in those words then like you can mm. see how wrong that is but mm. but that definitely stemmed from I mean like correct me if I'm wrong but that def um I can imagine that stemmed from like yeah kind of uh wanting to be desired yeah because society by strangers yeah yeah um and like society places so much emphasis particularly for women mm. on being desired by men mm-hmm. and this kind of yeah being desired being wanted even if it's not a true authentic mm. like it's not about whether they desire you or not but yeah. kind of that's still that um to be like wanted and stuff it's mm. um even if it comes from some random stranger's power trip yeah, it's like, yeah i literally. still want to be here like what's yeah. the word like kind of acknowledged yeah or like yeah not even Rec- yeah kind of affirmed by yeah, a stranger like validated kind of mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's For so sure. it's sad yeah. <laughs> so i guess what are some of the ways that you've learn to i guess love yourself or kind of mm-hmm. accept and like be confident for someone uh maybe if like any of our listeners like mm-hmm. wanted to get some like tips and tricks or something i don't know but mm-hmm. like kind of yeah well one thing that the the first thing that i did in order to love myself is unfollow kylie jenner yeah <laughs> <laughs> on instagram yes yeah so one thing that i like um really found that helped me was finding people who looked like me Mm. like representation is so important we always talk about how important representation is but like this is when I personally really like it really hit home for me like um so I unfollowed all the skinny tall women on my Instagram Mm. like not that I don't support them but the the reality was they weren't supporting me. <laughs> like, yeah. And they don't need your Instagram followers. Yeah. Like they're fine. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. They're doing well on their own. Like yeah, they're doing usually. fine for themselves. Yeah. And so I started looking for um, people on Instagram who were more, um, the whole purpose of their Instagram was to promote health. Mm. And while they were promoting health, I also tried to look for people who were fat and preferably Asian, but like mm. uh, there aren't that many Asian influencers yet who are fat. But um, one person that I do follow who I really like admire is, um, oh, I don't know her name. I just know her Instagram handle. Yeah. Um, she's um, at healthy chick one Oh one. She's okay. from New Zealand. She's like, uh, she's like, she eats very healthy mm. um, and like works out a lot, but she's like, quite large i'd say Mm. like she has a similar physique to me but she's like tall yeah (laughs) yeah and um just like seeing her posts pop up on my feed Mm. has been so like it's been so almost like validating for me because i'd see her Mm. like wearing like certain types of clothing and i'm like oh she looks good and then i like find myself wearing something similar to what she wore and i'm like I look like yeah. her. So it's really like empowering in that sense. And um, definitely because 
when I whenever I went shopping with my mum when I was a bit younger, like I would always pick out clothes that the people on my Instagram feed would wear, like s- things that are similar, and then I'd be disappointed if the fit wasn't the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that was one thing that I really struggled with. But then after I stopped following these people and I had this image of fatter people, like, mm. and like the way that they looked and the way that clothes fit on them. Yeah. Like, since that was kind of like, what's the word? Like, Like, kind of... Um, More, like, tailored to you or something, or... Like, you know, when, like, when you, like, look at flashcards over and over again, and, like, it's something in your brain. I can't remember the word for uh, it, but it's, like, wh- that got, like, really reinforced. It yeah. reinforced that image. <laughs> <laughs> it really, like... So, the image of, like, bigger girls with that... With clothing that looked good on them. Like, mm. since, like, I had a positive opinion of, of them. Yeah. And then I saw myself wearing similar things, and I'd be like, oh... I look good too. Mm. And then like, I just started liking myself more. That was definitely something that really helped me. And one thing that I do as well is that I make a, so I, um, so like as most people do nowadays, I have like a main Instagram and then I have like a second Instagram. Like a spam or like a, yeah. 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 So on my second Instagram, which is, um, full of the people that I like actually care about, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) um, they, so I make a lot of like kind of like PSAs on that as well. So um, mm. from this podcast, if you haven't realized, I really enjoy talking. So <laughs> I just I love as a Leo, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I will not shut up. But yeah, I make like quite a few PSAs, being like, oh, like these are like this, this, and this. Like here are my experiences as a fat mm. person, or like here are my experiences as a Korean woman of color. Here are my experiences as a woman. Yeah. All these different things. That, so I'll just like kind of like raise awareness to my friends. Mm. And then that kind of helped promote a more healthy conversation. Yeah. Between me and my friends. So like they like I don't think any of my friends will eat like three chips and be like, oh, I'm so fat because mm. they know that I'm uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And it's not the right way to go about feeling like expressing the fact that they feel yuck, mm, you know? Yeah. So like, cause, cause like eating three chips is like, okay, maybe not three, maybe like but, so yeah, having yeah. like a whole thing of chips from Neptunes, it makes you feel disgusting. Yeah. And but like greasy and like oily and exactly, stuff. But, it's, but yeah. that's not fat. That's yeah. not what being fat is, you know? Yeah. So like things like that. And it definitely helps kind of promote a healthier conversation. And mm. another thing that I found that I found um really helpful is that like, um, not just with like issues of fat shaming, but in all kind of social issues is finding mm. alternative words to use. Yeah. So instead of saying fat, just say you feel gross. Yeah. You know, because fat does not equal gross, but you feel gross. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You and pick, pick up that like thesaurus, that. you know? Exactly. Yes. Use your yeah. thesaurus. <laughs> Thesaurus.com. Yeah. yeah. We love her. <laughs> um, I definitely feel that like, mm. um, like I love, this is like a, weird like i love just like going through my social media and like deleting people that i don't just, care about yeah like <laughs> like because like uh, i don't know like at one point i was like following like two thousand people on like my instagram mm. um yeah and i was like this is too much too many people yeah, i need yeah. to like cut and i only see posts from like 50 people anyway so like mm, what's the point exactly um so i and i definitely found um because i feel like especially 
yeah, like, as we talked about before, like, in the queer male community, um, I mean, I'm, I, like, identify as, like, being non-binary, but I still kind of associate with queer male spaces. It's mm-hmm. a whole other conversation. But, um, <laughs> yeah. like, being in that kind of, yeah, and seeing, at least, especially growing up like mm-hmm. that, um, I, like, the only representation we really get um, is thin, white, gay men mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, and it's, yeah, and, like, even, even, like, something like Love, Simon, which I thought was a great movie, mm-hmm. but there was still, there still had to be a white guy there, and yeah. then the, um, the black guy, I think, yeah, it's been a few years, but uh, yeah. <laughs> there's still, like, a, there's still whiteness there, there's still, and the, I think they're both thin, conventionally attractive, kind yeah. of, and so I'd see that in my feed, like, all these, like, um, queer Instagram accounts would like post mm-hmm. like pictures of like guys kissing, but they'd all be, th- oh my god, wait, even like this, sorry, uh, like there's an Instagram account, I don't mean this in like slander, but like mm. called like the Gay Village, which would people would like put in submissions and then they'd post, yeah, us to post pictures of themselves and kind mm-hmm. of like a brief bio about them and people would post them mm-hmm. and it would be predominantly thin white queer males. Yeah. Um, and even, like, they did post, like, men of colour um, and, like, uh, fat men and stuff like yeah. that. But the posts that got the most likes were always the thin, yeah. white, queer men. And so I definitely grew up around that. And so I kind of had this similar thing where I was like, okay, I need, especially as, like, um, a queer person, like, I, I need representation that's, that's outside of the norm mm. um, to kind of, to kind of, like accept all of myself as well and also um for even like expanding like what i've been socialized to kind of view as attractive as Mm -hmm. well um and so i kind of did that too and kind of followed a lot of like yeah really um all different like kinds of people Mm -hmm. um but yeah i feel like that's a really great way Mm. Um, in whatever like area that's I guess lacking in your life or on your feed that's mm-hmm. just even that's a really great way to kind of do that yeah for sure yeah and even like especially I think more so on Twitter I feel like it's easy to like learn a lot because it's just text based mm-hmm. usually you can like learn a lot from like um, like that's where I follow a lot of like activists and mm-hmm. stuff and that's yeah that's really a great way I think mm-hmm. to kind of uh, yeah yeah like exposing yourself to mm. that kind of diverse content is so much more powerful than you would think. Yeah, honestly. definitely. Like I didn't realize that I would like the way that clothes looked on me just by following people <laughs> who yeah. looked like me, you know? So it was like a huge thing. And like with online shopping as well, like as a fat girl, I have never really been a fan of online shopping because mm. clothing sizes <laughs> They're a bit of a struggle. Yeah. But um, websites like Shopo, they show pictures of the clothing on bigger people. Oh, Not just okay. the same, like, tall, skinny, size 6 girl. Yeah. Like, there's a girl who wears size 18 as well. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm being represented. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And it's good to know how it'll, like, fit and kind mm. of, um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Um, I guess... In your view, what can people who regard themselves as allies do better? Mm -hmm. 
Um, well, I think the biggest thing would be to not regard the word fat as bad. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are really that concerned for people's health, then talk about their health. Yeah. Or talk size. to the doctors. Or yeah. Something. I don't yeah, know, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, are you a medical professional? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, so yeah, like if, uh, if there is a genuine concern for someone's health, then talk about the health, not the way that they look. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but I think, and one thing that I do really want to talk about is, um, not avoiding the conversation mm. because one thing that I've definitely found a lot of the time whenever I try to bring it up is that people who can, who like don't necessarily identify with being fat, they try to avoid the conversation as much as possible because they're uncomfortable with it, which mm. is fair enough because it's not, it's not easy to talk about it, which is like why I wanted to do this on this particular topic. I wanted mm. to do the podcast on this particular topic because I found that it's really hard to talk to people about it and it's hard to start a conversation without it turning into a pity party. Mm. Like I don't want to be pitied. Like yeah. I don't need your pity. Like yeah. I love myself. I love who I am. I just want to talk about it on a so- like societal level. Mm. So yeah, so that's definitely something that I think would be very helpful not yeah. shutting down the conversation yeah and like yeah mm, i've heard from the comedian that i mentioned earlier nicole Bayer. um yeah she's a um fat woman and she's said that because she's a stand-up and so mm. o- oftentimes she'll have to like she'll like pref- preface her set or she'll like have like um fat jokes in there but like she'll preface her set by being like I'm a fat woman kind of a thing. And mm. even just like acknowledging that she'll have like, even people in the audience be like, Oh no. Kind of like, yeah, just kind yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. Oh no. And it's like, and what, from what she said, she's like, like, I know I'm fat. Like mm. it's, it's like, it's not like this big. It's not like she's like finding out today that, Oh no, she's fat. Yeah. like, and also <laughs> exactly. like, that's a, like, save your pity, save your tears. Let's, yeah. let's talk about how we can deconstruct a lot of, the ways that we kind of think about it think about it yeah. and kind of there's like yeah. a meme where it's like a guy's like a girl wait a girl's like oh i'm fat and then the guy's like no you're beautiful and then the girl's like i said i was fat not ugly yeah and that's like i like that meme i still remember i saw it like four years ago and i still mm. it stuck with me because I, re- I relate to it so much and like yeah like being fat is not a bad thing yeah you know and like you're allowed to be uncomfortable, but don't shut me down because mm. you're uncomfortable. You yeah, know? and also let's address it. Like let's mm. address why you're uncomfortable. Let's talk about yes. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have? Um, well, we've kind of mentioned a few like, I guess activists or like influencers that you've looked up to. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any? Yeah, are there any? Although, yeah, you've kind of mentioned as well that it's hard to see yourself fully represented mm-hmm. as a fat Korean woman. Mm-hmm. Um, although, do you have any, like, fat people that you look up to, whether that's family or friends or in the media? I think at the moment, a lot of, like, in terms of representation, a lot of a lot of it for me um, has come from the rise in, like, people of colour in mm. media. Like, that's one thing that's very... Uh, it's, like, something that I absolutely love and uh it's very like it's been really good for me and my own kind of sense of identity but i Mm. think the next step is having people with different body shapes (laughs) Mm. so yeah yeah i've definitely seen um 
Oh, I must have mentioned her in like every podcast episode mm. so far because I really love her. Cat Black, um, who's a <gasps> I YouTuber. Love yes. Black. Oh my god, she, like, obviously I'm not a fat black woman, yeah. trans woman, <laughs> but like she's taught me so much, and mm. she, like, not only does she put out a lot of really great educational resources, but she's just even just like documenting her life on YouTube yeah. is so just her existence. Yeah. is great. <laughs> just mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. Honestly. Mwah. Mwah. Um, but I feel like, yeah. And she obviously talks about the intersections of being fat and black and mm-hmm. trans and a woman. Um, and also like, I think she's, uh, like polyamorous and kind mm-hmm. of engage like all these different, like experiences that she has. Mm-hmm. It's so, yeah, it's so, mm. in, like, interesting and it's kind of, um, but also, like, so important and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, even if you don't necessarily, like, relate to certain parts of our identity, it's so important to even just be exposed to that. Like, mm. like I said before, like, being exposed to someone similar to you is important, but it's also important to see, like, people who are different to you. Yeah. And, like, people who don't necessarily fit within the status quo. Like, that's yeah. so, like... It's so important. Definitely. But it's also important not to derail the conversations that they're having on their platforms, as we mentioned, but, like, just to kind of witness it. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's really enriching. It's a huge balancing act, but you've got to be able to see what you have to balance in order to be able to balance Mm. it. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you could give one piece of advice to someone who is maybe struggling with loving themselves or just existing in a fat phobic society um what would that be i would say find try and find a really good support system whether Mm. it be family friends like a random on the internet Mm. like yeah oh my i have so many like mutuals online that i I don't know who they are but i i love them Yeah, yeah 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 exactly so it's like um, finding a support system, like that can be your counselor, your therapist, mm. your GP, like find someone or a group of people that you can confide in. I feel mm. like that's really important to have those people who are willing to talk about all sorts of different things and the people who are able to give you the support that you need and deserve. Mm. So definitely. yeah, that's definitely like, I wouldn't have been able to get to where I am now without, my support system mm. so yeah that's um i think that's like the number one thing yeah in going to love yourself yes because <laughs> like loving yourself is hard you know yeah loving yourself is really hard so it's like sometimes when you can't when you fight when you're struggling to love yourself you need someone else to like f- like remind you that you're worthy mm. of love and yeah. like remind you that love is something that you deserve even yeah if you do something wrong or even if you're not conventionally something that someone that's worthy of love. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like we all have um, moments where we're not at our best and yeah. it's good to have people around us to kind of remind ourselves um, of our worth and then to have that reciprocated as well. Yeah, for sure. Because we do that for our friends and stuff, mm-hmm. um, but it's sometimes hard to accept that for ourselves. Mm. Um, for sure. But yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all the. I think that's all the questions that I had. Is mm-hmm. there anything that um, you want to add or you want to talk about? Um, I just want to make it very clear that I do love myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I I like genuinely thrive in attention. Like I love getting attention, and mm. so like 
um, I hope there are like more people kind of out there if they are kind of struggling with loving themselves and that kind of stuff like like I don't know we've kind of all been there like everyone has hated themselves or a part of themselves at some point so like if a person who's like fat and Asian and a woman can love themselves then like there is going to be a way for you and it's very much a possibility it might not be possible by yourself but like it's possible Mm. you know yeah like you said like have that support system Mm. and yeah definitely coming to terms with yourself yeah almost yeah surround yourself with people who want your best self yeah exactly 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 so yeah um yeah i would just like to finish with the fact that i love myself (laughs) and i love that you love yourself thanks yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um well i guess so yeah that's it for today's podcast episode thank you all for tuning in um and thank you gina for sharing your experiences um and talking about this issue it was a really important conversation um (laughs) i think that we had today and we touched on really a lot of great important things um is there anything that you want to plug or like whether it's social media or even just like projects in your hall that you're planning you don't have to though as well Please support all the central DNI activities, everyone. <laughs> Come along. Yeah. We'll be doing a lot of things, like just a few things throughout the year. But uh, even if if you want to come say hi to me, please say hi to me. Mm. I usually wear this pink jumper. <laughs> I, <laughs> Is it the one you're wearing now? Yeah. yeah. I can guarantee I, that oh. like at like nine out of ten times I will be wearing it. So. Yeah. It's got an A for, a, a for Gina. Wait. Yes, no. A for Gina. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so like if you do see me please say hi like but also like yeah introduce yourself because it's a little bit scary when strangers say hi to you yeah <laughs> so yeah i would love for everyone to just kind of like come along mm. so yeah yeah definitely um <laughs> so yeah make sure to tune in next week um where we'll be talking about another really important issue um okay i hope you have a really great week and yeah. Okay. Thanks, y'all. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Hey. Oh, I talked for was... two hours straight. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. And there's so many people on res. Exactly. There's too many people on res. But like, there's so many people there on res. Too many yes. people. <laughs> What if Res yeah. just became like the Hunger Games and oh. <laughs> each week we just like sacrifice someone from the... We can sacrifice one hole at a time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. See ya. <laughs> Amazing. Uh.